Okay. Yeah. This is uh, the UBP ESP RMB three, two, one. Untitled Beatles podcast. Yeah, you know me. Topical rap <laughs> reference. Very topical. Yeah, just apply it on the top of your skin, and that way, <laughs> apply that song to your to your pulse points. <laughs> And get some action. <laughs> Naughty by nature is the new Neosporin. <laughs> <laughs> Sensual Neosporin. <laughs> it's great Marvin Gaye tune. <laughs> wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Ointment on your hand. Remember when Marvin sold that uh, to Neosporin? So whenever you use a bandage, use Neosporin. It is the Untitled Beatles podcast, of course, still looking for a title. TJ, I'm Tony. Tony, I'm TJ. Who are you? I'm TJ, and I hope Neil Sporin will remember. (laughs) Put some lotion on your burn. That's the the truth. (laughs) Now, those guys were buddies, actually. I think that was some playful kidding around, as far as I've read, regarding the Neil Young, Leonard Skinner dispute. I, I never knew that. I always thought it was it was real. And as mu- as much as I like a lot of Skinner's music, I'm Team Neil Young in that battle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I like them both, but Neil. And yeah. what Neil Young was singing about was accurate. Neil Young's song Alabama was accurate and truthful. Like, sorry if Skinner's from there, but you know what Neil Young said was correct. How come a Canadian has opinions on America <laughs> that differ from mine? <laughs> Why do you have a leaf on your flag? <laughs> Why is it red? <laughs> yeah, how come you got communist syrup over there? And what the <laughs> fuck with them Hortons? <laughs> I mean, a little bit. The second part, a little, a little bit. much. All right, already. Yeah, we have it too. It's called Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> or uh, Duncan, I guess the kids are saying, TJ. That's right Duncan. now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because uh, the, the, the second half is, uh, is pastryist. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> stop the pastryarchy. Well, TJ, we are going to be talking about our predictions of the extended red and blue titles coming out, I believe, remixed sometime soon. We don't know when. It could be dropping any minute now. Yeah, by the time this episode is out, there could be an official press release. I read there was supposed to be one the first week of August that there was going to be an announcement that clearly was not made. But yeah, ever since Penn Gillette, of all people, like God, God bless Penn Gillette. But oh, I like, love him. Penn and Teller, the early, early influence on me as a young uh, boy. We're at my mother's grave now. Mom, I swear to you, we will not use any camera tricks in our TV special. Thank you. 
I knew Pendulet was a Beatle fan, but he came out on his podcast what, about a month ago and talked about hearing now and then and said mm-hmm. that they de-aged Paul's voice, which isn't true. And they made Paul's voice younger. I believe then Ringo or someone came out and said, no, it just recorded from the era when right? Paul was younger. Yeah, when, yeah. that would have been 90, yeah, 94 when they would have recorded those. Um, and of course, released it in 95, at least Free as a Bird was that November and then Real Love the following year in 96. But yeah, there was that. But also weirdly in this in this uh, Pendulette podcast was a remix of the Red and Blue album, not just a reissue, but a a remix. And then we learned recently it may be an expanded edition of each. Yes, yes, yes. You were talking to, who was it? You were talking to... I was talking to Alan Cozen, the longtime uh, Beatle fan contributor in New York Times writer, talking to him at Beetlefest, trying to get something out. I also talked to Spizer, trying to get some rubber soul information, because I want to know what the, <laughs> the, the deluxe gnome reissue is going to be at the end of the year, right? There's got to be a Beatle Christmas thing, and it's got to be rubber soul if they're going to go back yeah. in time. <laughs> you were practically shoving him. <laughs> what do you know <laughs> please I, I gotta rebuy another album um but yeah so talking to alan kozen was trying to get information about what he's heard about the red and the blue and and i i don't want to say that he told me this but the inference was yeah there's going to be an, an expanded edition and tony and i ever since have been like little kids going what's going to be on it because when the original red and blue were assembled and we should say We'll do a full episode on Red and Blue once mm-hmm. those remixes come out. Because yeah, man. they're seminal. Uh, Robert Rodriguez at the uh, one of the Beatles panels talked about Red and Blue as being massive, massive post-breakup releases. Now available, the only authorized collection of the Beatles. The first two-record set encompasses the Beatles 1962 through 1966. Help. I need somebody. Help. Uh, The second two record set continues with the Beatles 1967 through 1970. These incredible collections totaling 54 tunes have been selected by the Beatles. Available only on Apple Records and Tapes. Yeah, influences that lasted, right? Yeah. Well, because it reignited Beatlemania and those albums were so popular throughout the 70s that people our age had them. And this is my original Red album I had when I was five years old. Yeah, man. Um, I got my parents' one still here, too. With the, It's a Capital era, but uh, yeah, Orange Capital label. But this is the one. This is when I would have first heard the Beatles was this record, like as a three-year-old, you know, learning how to operate the turntable. This is one of my first ways, too. We had this on 8-Track, and my my version of this is the red vinyl from 78, I think, was the first one we had. Wow. So you started with the colored vinyl, huh? Yeah, that's that's just the one we had. I don't think my parents knew it was any different. That's just the one that... Dude, you have one of the misprints. Is that right? Because this is... my, my, My capital label is blue on the red album. There were a certain series of... Red albums pressed with blue labels. I've got one of those too. I got huh. it at Beetlefest in the early two thousands. <laughs> in fact, because it's such a weird Let me anomaly. Check them both. Yeah, they're both blue. Yeah. I don't think I ever realized that. That's crazy. It's, it's pretty neat. <laughs> but with the sixty-two to sixty-six titles, so they're massive albums for Tony. Massive albums for me. I think if you're, I would say, 
40 something or older they're probably massive albums for you maybe younger as well but the fact these came Mm -hmm. out in 73 and were super popular throughout the 80s because with all due respect one of the reasons beatles 20 greatest hits tanked in 1982 tony is who wanted a single disc red and blue album combined with the five minute hey jude and then (laughs) when when beatles one came out everyone's going just like just like 20 Greatest Hits tanked, this album's going to tank. And Beatles 1 became basically 20 Greatest Hits with, with extended Hey Jude, became the biggest seller yeah. of, the, of the 2000s. It's so wild. Yeah, that's crazy to me. To order the Beatles 1, call the number on your screen or send $18.98 for CD or $11.98 for cassette plus $4.95 shipping and handling to the address below. Call now. Well, we're going to make our predictions on what's going to be on the expanded edition uh, after we do some housekeeping, of course, we have to like and subscribe. We do. So we we like and subscribe. So you should, too. That's how we I see it. I don't subscribe. I like it, but I haven't <laughs> subscribed yet. All right. Well, it's very easy, TJ. There's a little button on your however you listen to podcasts and you just press Cassette? it. Yeah. Press the <laughs> press record and play it at the same time and then. You've got your own podcast. <laughs> Tony, I can do that because I, I I put scotch tape over the top of a professionally bought cassette, so now I can record over it. There you go. Uh, yeah, man. Write us a review. We like, we like kind reviews. We actually prefer the kind reviews that give us more stars than less stars. So if you're feeling charitable, write us a lovely review. We've gotten some recently, and those have been very nice. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we have new merch. We've got some new designs uh, because uh, some of our merch has been uh, got a cease and desist from Sony. So we only had like two designs left. So uh, full disclosure, I designed these. We've and got great. the uh, number one in Newtopia Untitled Beatles <laughs> podcast with the seal of Newtopia on there, uh, which is a John Lennon thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I guess we're, we'll call it the ripoff T-shirt. That's the Yoko and John met Yoko and there's the ladder and the magnifying glass, you know, and, you know, when he looked through it, it said yes, you know, but if it had said something like no or uh, rip off, rip off. <laughs> he would have been out of there. So our magnifying glass says rip off because there's no way John Lennon would listen to the Untitled Beatles podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He'd listen to the rip off, the titled Beatles podcast. <laughs> yeah, the one that's got the title. It, does this come from, was that on the Mike Douglas show where he was talking about rip off? I think so. Because, I mean, I've heard him say in print, he says, like, fuck you instead. But he was on national TV and uh, George Carlin's routine. Yeah, there are 400,000 words in the English language. And there are seven of them you can't say on television. You know the seven, don't you, that you can't say on television? Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. One of the seven dirty words, he couldn't say that one. So he changed it to rip off. Also, the first thing that was in the gallery as you went in, there was a, a white step ladder. And a painting on the ceiling, or a, ceiling a, a, a framed piece of white something, and a spyglass hanging down. So I walked up this ladder, and I picked up a spyglass, the balance with there, and a teeny little writing, it just said yes. It said and that made yes? My, it said yeah. yes, it made my decision to go and see the rest of the show. If it had said no, or, you know, uh-huh, something, something nasty, like, you know, rip off or whatever, I would have left the gallery that, because it was positive, it said yes, I thought, Okay, it's the first show I've been to that said something, you know, warm to me. But that's one that got used. It's either in Imagine, Anthology, the films, or both. I forget, but I, I always loved hearing him say rip off. 
Yeah, I think it's in both of those and uh, Fab Four on film and Unauthorized Guide to the Beatles on Good Times Video. <laughs> good, good Times Video. <laughs> Dynamite. Dynamite! <laughs> not to be confused with a complete Good Times series on VHS, which I would buy if Rick Ran somewhere had a, the entire Good Times on 50 VHS tapes, I would have bought it. S- signed by Sean. Cassidy, not even Lennon. <laughs> Good times is videotaped before a studio audience. Making a way when you can. Temporary layoffs. Well, there you go. Okay, we'll put that on your Discogs want list, <laughs> TJ. <laughs> Uh, of course, uh, if you're feeling uh, kind and you have the means, join us on the Patreon. Uh, there's three clubs. There's three levels. There should be seven, but there's only three right now. We're going to work our way up to seven. There are three levels. <laughs> there are seven levels. <laughs> yeah. They have your friend uh, write those down for you, and then in the morning you can decide, like, oh, I don't know what the universe means, but I thought I did last night. Uh, Patreon, uh, if you, you know, if you join our star club every month, you hear your name on this very podcast. So let's do our Patreon star club roll call. Thank you. Long live George Harrison, Glenn Kay, Matt Kuharski, Beetle Dave, Susan from Baltimore, Bert Scheid, Joanne S, David S from Chicago, no relation, Max Como in Montreal. Matt Meyer, Spring Hill, Tennessee. Mick B from Minnesota. Nowhere, Doug Tabor. Stephen A. Mary Kate. Skyler. Excuse me. Oh, it was almost one take, folks. It was almost <laughs> glorious. And I'm just, I'm not doing bits. My bit is staring at Tony, willing him to get it right. Yeah, this is very chilling. The music from here on out should be very chilling. So just so you know how, <laughs> how I'm feeling right now. Mr. D. Sticker, Michael S., quit it, TJ, Cat V. from Minneapolis, more harpsichord in Portland, you're freaking me out, man, Terrence D., Dave B., Steve T., and Mark Garino in Chicago. You naked yet? Not you, Mark, (laughs) I'm talking to Tony. Uh, thank you. So those are our Star Club members. Uh, Mark also shares the same name as an author who penned this great book about the Chicago country music scene. It's called Country and Midwestern. So check that out in your wherever you buy books. That guy writes for a whole lot of publications but won't return my handwritten mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he put out his video. No more fan mail, man. And no more objects to be signed. I'm warning you with peace and love. Yeah, don't sign objects, folks. And I object. We'll be right back. <laughs> I try to I'm working on more transitions, Tony, <laughs> to get us in and out of material. Oh. Oh, hold for uh, I've got the air, the air, air show? and sea show, the air show. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I just saw a crazy shadow too. And, well, I think I did. Uh oh. <laughs> The, the air show always, to me, feels like the beginning of the Complete Beatles, where they show the end of the war. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. For real. Liverpool. 200 miles to the northwest of London. Nothing much ever came from Liverpool but soccer teams and British comedians. 
Well, yeah, man, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the expanded red and blue albums. They're going to be remixed, is the word, on the street. Alan told you that they were working on an expanded version. So to me, that meant like an extra disc, meaning two two sides, two extra sides if we're doing LPs. <laughs> and initially, for my excited homework for this, <laughs> I compiled... An extra full LP for each of the Red and Blue albums. You were going for a six LP set. Why not? It's the Bloody <laughs> Beatles. It's sold. It was great. It's sold. It's the Bloody Beatles. Red and Blue. Album, shut up. So all told, this goes from a four record set in my mind to a six record set. But in your mind, it goes from a four record set to a five record set. And that saves us nine hours of editing. So let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause to me, if you're doing a six record set, that is practically half their catalog, right? Their British catalog is what? 13 albums. Yeah. With past, with the past, with masters, past masters. masters. And okay. of course I'm staring at a poster of all the American albums. No, I mean, <laughs> their catalogs, they meet the Beatles second hard day's night story, something new. <laughs> but suffice it to say with like a, a super expanded one, you've, you're, you would be getting half the catalog. So then it's just like, Oh, what am I missing out on? Uh, Tell me what I see. Tell me what you see. <laughs> Mister. Well, uh, this one has tell me what I see. Which is- <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, they're just changing all the pronouns to just piss you off. <laughs> Calderstone making Beatle fans angry in half the country. <laughs> yeah. For no reason. Uh- How come it's called They Love You Now? It's, no, it's not, guy. <laughs> what do you mean? All she needs is love. <laughs> I need love. <laughs> Will somebody give me all my loving back? Cause I don't love myself no more. <laughs> Blame yeah. it on the lays. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. So at any rate, I am glad we're taking your tack on this because five record the, set. Yeah. One of the things, Tony, a six record set, even though it's just another side per era. I started to have a bit of a crisis because for guys our age, people our age, this is not a, a gender thing, for, for people our age, as we mentioned, these albums are so essential, and this is how I learned what canon was. This isn't just greatest hits. The album tracks in the original Red and Blue, certainly it's like half a rubber soul already, slash yeah. yesterday, slash rubber yesterday and today. Yeah, um, which I love, as you know. But things like Girl, never a single, unless you include the aborted love songs. <laughs> 45 of Girl back with You're Gonna Lose That Girl. Right, so this is before all that. <laughs> Shortly as McCartney was releasing Girls School, a lot of girls, it's a shame the Beastie Boys weren't around then. The non, like Norwegian Wood on this thing, there's so many non-single songs that are canon that when I started to make two extra LPs, I'm like... Yikes, Do is is I'm a Loser or No Reply really in the same category of the purpose of this record? Mm-hmm. So, and I love these songs too, but if the point of Red and Blue and what Alan Steckler from Capitol assembled was to create the songs that were the most important start to finish in the Beatles' career, singles and album tracks. So when I made my compilation, I tried to approach it the same way. Not my favorites, but what were the most important songs not included, and I tried to rectify that with my list. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think we had similar tactics. I may have put in a few more favorites. To me, they are still representative of their 
power that they still wield to this day, you know. Fuck, Tony added, if you got trouble to red and what's new Mary Jane to blue, this is gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Rock on, anybody. <laughs> I'm, gonna buy, I'm gonna put out a Spotify playlist or whatever, Beatles. Fuck you. It's going to be <laughs> Revolution 9, Mary Jane. Yeah, if you've got trouble, which I did karaoke at, uh, at Beatles yes. Fest. <laughs> yeah, good song. I did too. I signed up and I didn't get to do it. I signed up to sing A Beginning from Anthology 3. <laughs> just you, just taking in the land and taking in the space <laughs> solemnly. That, I did that and I signed up for Dear Whack from Live at the BBC. <laughs> Dear Whack, please ask those gorgeous lads, call the Beatles, blah, 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 blah. To sing, you really got a hold on me. And then you did a Rosie O'Donnell stand-up routine. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever see that with that karaoke you can do, like, stand-up routines? Yes. <laughs> so stupid. Jokey-okey. I get no respect. No respect, I tell you. Well, all right. So we are going to use our ESP now to predict what songs will be on the expanded red and blue albums. Let's go. Let's start with the red album. I think, do we each pick eight songs to be added to the Red Album? I have eight songs, yeah. So I've got basically one side of an LP. Okay. Tony, what are your eight songs that you would add to 62 to 66, and in what order? Okay, yeah. I guess I'm going to go chronological. And, and again, these would be peppered throughout. Uh, this, it's not a standalone disc of extras. These would be... Peppered, as I said. Oh, why is he putting pepper on the Red Album? How come they don't know the <laughs> yeah. exact date Cold Turkey was released? <laughs> You're still mad about that. <laughs> Our first complaint. <laughs> you always Love remember the, the first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm starting off with uh, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, five. I saw her standing there. Nice. I'm including Twist and Shout. Okay, well, I know, man. We're going to talk about that. We'll talk about that. If I Fell from Hard Day's Night. I'm going to throw on another cover, Long Tall Sally. Mm-hmm. Now, then I'm going No Reply. I'm going Taxman. Here, There, and Everywhere. And Tomorrow Never Knows. <laughs> our first song and our last three are exactly the same. <laughs> right on, man. Tell me about your decision. You know, I love No Reply. I'm a Beatles for Sale nerd. Yep. I don't have any Beatles for Sale. What was your reasoning behind No Reply instead of say I'm a loser? Uh, yes, I had to wrestle with that one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went with No Reply, A, because, yeah, I, there needed to be more Beatles for Sale, I thought, on there. Because all they have is eight days a week, right? Well, yeah, but because the, the, it's so many covers on Beatles for Sale. Yeah, there's a lot of covers. But we always talk about how the first three songs of Beatles for Sale is one of the great Beatle sequencing moments, you know? Oh, yeah, it's that and Tomorrow Never Knows. <laughs> oh, the you album. know the, the album. <laughs> right. That's not a, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what does it start with? I cannot name. I cannot name. No, I what don't know what it starts. The with, compilation no. starts with. 
The 2012 iTunes compilation, Tomorrow Never Knows, begins with the song, Revolution. This album must be filed under rock. Failure to do so will result in shame and mockery from Interpol and the FBI. Right, okay, so I picked no reply because I wanted some Beatles for sale on there. And if I did I'm a Loser, which I was considering, that's his, one of his kind of Dylan songs. And I feel we already have that with You've Got to Hide Your Love Away. And I just, I also think No Reply, that song, it has more dynamics in it. I think it's just a better song. If I were you, I'd realize I love you more than any other guy. Even though as a kid, I think I preferred I'm a Loser. Because much like the guy when they when Liverpool played "I'm a Loser" at Beetlefest, like there was some guy like near the front row who like stood up and was just like, "Yes, yes." Yeah, I, I identified with him. Me too. But I thought that was a funny song to be like, <laughs> "Yes, I'm a loser too." <laughs> so, yes, someone sees me. Representation. <laughs> I'm seen. <laughs> That's why I wanted to do "Dear Whack." Dear Whack. <laughs> Great yeah, call, Yeah, so Tony. that was my thinking. I, I also wrestled with Twist and Shout and Long Tall Sally because they're covers. Yeah. And everything on the original Red and Blue is all original. That was something that, to me, meant a lot, that all these songs were Lennon, McCartney, Harrison, original. Starkey in there, too, with uh, Octopus's Garden. Yeah, and I don't think George has any songs right now on the Red album. Right, right. So and that's that was my reason for including Taxman. What did I, I considered it won't be long. Me too. And rain. Those are the other mm. two. In, in addition to I'm a loser, I was considering for uh, the expanded. And in theory, you probably could cram nine to ten songs on there. But going, they only put seven on each side on the original red. Uh, seven, six, six, and seven. Tony, I'm going to tell the story now, and I'll tell it again in the remix. <laughs> I will never forget. Beetle fam reported on this in '93 when Red and Blue finally came to CD. Everyone was like, why are you putting 30 minutes of material on the Red Album each on two CDs? It would right. be cheaper. if It's 31 minutes each. You put it on one CD. Yeah. CDs go 80. You put a 60-minute yep. CD. And the response from Capital Apple at the time was, well, we want to respect the integrity of the original album. Never mind that the cassette was a single cassette until 93 when they made them each double cassettes. It's so wow. hilarious. Yeah, that's very funny. So yeah, so that's my that's my red. I, I I but I had to do it. I just like twist and shout just became so iconic. Like that's one of those Beatles songs that you still hear a lot. Well, yeah, yeah, and it's hey, Tony, how come you record from O'Hare? <laughs> oh, what do you got against Midway? Ever since they closed the pot bellies, it's not been the same. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you just be a hobo and ride the rails like a real man? Where's your bindle, beetle guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I almost put a beetle bindle at Beetle Fest. It was forty nine ninety nine, and had the Beatles one cover on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just red. It looks like a McDonald's. It's just like the Beatles, McDonald's, red, yellow, number one. Wait, what? The Beatles. I'm loving it. When was Ronald McDonald airbrushed into the Sgt. Pepper cover? Oh, my God, please. What, is it the Hamburglar? Ba-da-da-da. Final chord of Day in the Life. Ba-da-ba-ba. 
40 seconds. <laughs> 40. Chair squeak. <laughs> Cue the chair. <laughs> okay, uh, let me get to mine because mine is very similar. But I wrestled with, uh, I had up until about maybe this morning, Twist and Shout on mine as well. Okay, oh, right. I decided in the spirit of the original to kick Twist and Shout off. I didn't have Long Tall Sally. I respect that. Thank you. The original is just John and Paul. I rectified that with Tax Man, which I'll get to, but I couldn't do any covers. So here's what I have. These are the songs that I feel were the most, quote-unquote, important left off of um, 62 to 66. They're mostly chronological, but I kind of reversed the order of the records a bit like they do, and you did this as well on the Red Album. The songs aren't always in the same order of the records. So kicks off with this horror standing there, of course. I mean, one of the classics. Then from A Hard Day's Night, I've got I Should've Known Better, which I feel like shouldn't have been left off. To me, that's like I just an iconic early John song. Then I go If I Fell, which has to be on any important Beatle compilation. Yeah, I couldn't believe it wasn't on Red, you know? Well, how do you... It, I think it's tough to put that and And I, and love, I love Her, her yeah. on yeah. it. So, yeah. But we change it here, and it's the mono version. I want to be very clear. It's the mono version of If I Fell. Is that the single track? It's for single Beginning? track. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I just like it more. Then there's a time jump that makes me sad, and I had to kick off I've Just Seen a Face when all was said and done. I, because yeah. I mm-hmm. consider you know, that one... Yeah, it's so important, and because the original Red and Blue were based off the American Masters, I looked at I've Just Seen a Face as a Rubber Soul song. Exactly. That's why I'm like it. <laughs> too much Rubber Soul. I can't put another Rubber Soul song. <laughs> First of all, wash your mouth. There's never too much Rubber Soul. Um, rubber but Soul. I, hey, I do make up for it here, though. But after If I Fell, we now go entirely into revolver session work. I've got Whoa. Rain. Got to get you into my life. Oh, right. Taxman, here, there, and everywhere, and tomorrow never knows. I'm making up for like a you full got some revolver. revolver on there, man. Well, because the in addition first to Eleanor is, and Submarine, yeah. But that's it on the original Red and Blue. How right. do you take their most important album? So now, plus if you include Paperback Writer from this, so you've got three sure. Revolver era songs, and I've got uh, five here. So there's eight Revolver era songs now. Finally, correcting the egregious misstep of, and again, I'm a Rubber Soul apologist. I like it more <laughs> than Revolver, but you can't have six songs from Rubber Soul, hey, hey, and two from Revolver. It's, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, man. No, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm expecting the expanded editions to correct on the Revolver stuff, especially now that in today's eyes, Revolver is seen as better than Sgt. Pepper by a lot of, you know, the people or whatever, you know? Let me ask you this. Uh, well, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Let me also ask you, was Got to Get You Into My Life a consideration? To me, I almost said, that as well as I know the right album, I had a moment of like, is that on 60? Because it's such a ubiquitous <laughs> song that other than, God, other than the uh, rock and roll music record is not known for its appearance on compilations. Did you consider that? No, I just did not. I did not. Because to me, here, there, and everywhere... You know, I was only going to add probably three tops, so I I didn't consider Well, Levi it. Stubbs is sure going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Levi. I also 
also left off my list. I yeah, what'd you leave very, off? Very, very difficult to not put. It won't be long on here. I feel yeah. like yeah, yeah. I actually had that. That was actually the first song I thought of. I didn't. I and then I was like, oh yeah, I saw her standing there. Duh. Yeah, <laughs> got to put that on there. Yeah, I didn't put anything from with the Beatles on there in addition to it. So that was one that I was like, ah. But that that was the one with Twist and Shout and Long Tall Sally. I, I I was like, well, if we're doing no covers, it won't be long would have been on there for sure. Okay. Okay. Well, this is where we differ a bit. I cheated a bit in blue because my blue album, if I can go into this, starts with Hold Me Tight and Little Child. <laughs> <laughs> TJ Shanoff, the fifth Dave Dexter. <laughs> little child, little child, little child, won't you dance with me? No. <laughs> okay, so no, uh, Tony. I don't really have those two classics. I do have Sleep Dick. Um, <laughs> let me get into my expanded blue album. Let's Shall do I it. Yeah, take man. Take the reins on this one. Yeah, let's hear what you got. We start with Pepper to give George more representation. We start with Within You, Without You. Really? Okay. Yeah. Pepper is such an important album. The only Pepper songs on Blue, of course, are. The opening three and then Day in the Life, I feel like you got to give Pepper a little more. Why not give George a little more love there? All right. I Then one of the other big issues in the original Blue album is the White album is underrepresented. Thank you. It's back in the USSR. It's Ubla Di Ubla Da, and it's While My Guitar Gently Weeps, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just from memory. Just side one stuff. Yeah. So I've rectified that. So again, we have Within You Without You opening, and then here's where we go, Tony. I think you're going to like this. We go Dear Prudence. Helter Skelter. Blackbird. Julia. Half of what I say is meaningless. Wow, man. You got, you got a lot of White Album on there. But how, I mean... In my mind, those four songs are essential both to the White Album and to the Beatles' career. Uh, you know I don't love Love, Helter Skelter, but you can't deny its importance as a massive, massive part of that record. Yeah, man. I'm totally surprised you put it on there. Yeah, yeah. man. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I try to think of this historically, and then it's a little tricky. I have eight songs, but because it's a bit of a medley, it feels more like seven. I end after Julia with Golden Slumbers Carry That Weight Into The End. Yes, yes. That's my expanded blue. So where do you, let me ask, because I considered that. I did not put the, any of the medley on there. Well, because Abbey Road's too slick for you. It's too slick. They need to re-record it. You know, on a four track, okay? <laughs> do it at the Star Club. <laughs> yeah, do it. Get King Size Taylor to re record Abbey Road. <laughs> yeah. Put a microphone at the foot of the stage. <laughs> Have them do the medley right. <laughs> is, is Horst Fasher going to sing Octopus's Garden tonight? Yeah. <laughs> I like to be on the sea in an octopus's garden in a shade. Yeah, so, okay. That to me, I did not include any of the medley because that to me is like, all right, where do you put that in the sequence? You have, I feel like you have to end the record on Abbey Road, meaning with the end, with the the medley. It ends with yeah. the end. So that means you're going from side four. Here comes the sun, come together, something, Octopus's Garden, 
let it be, across the universe, long and winding road, then into the golden slumbers, I guess? I think so. Because, Something like that? Because Abbey Road was recorded after. Right, right. But then so were all those other songs, Come Together, Something, etc. Do you group Abbey Road after Let It Be and go from Long and Winding Road into Here Comes the Sun? That's where I got all messed up with mm. like, well, how are we going to sequence all this? Okay, so this is important. A distinction in how we did this was I treated this like a bonus disc. I didn't ah. I, because to me, the originals are so iconic I kind of added a boat, which I know creates, I think it creates problems either way you look at it. Uh, well, to me, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, to me, it's going to be two triple albums, you know, if we're doing vinyl, right? It's going to be two triple albums, you know, maybe that third double disc, they'll use AI to do the Angus McBean photo, but they're <laughs> in Sergeant Pepper outfits or something, you know? Yeah. Or with Ronald Hamburglar Grimace and that, <laughs> the one random young girl who hangs out with them. <laughs> Or what are the fry guys or whatever? <laughs> are the fry guys bad people? Yeah, they were like, uh, they weren't murderers, but they were thieves. They were, you know, <laughs> they were miscreants, TJ. <laughs> fry guys took our fries. Yahoo! We love McDonald's fries. <laughs> we, we, I was at McDonald's in the airport. I love a burger. I love cheese. I love jalapenos. But they have like a Mick jalapeno burger, which is just a quarter pounder with cheese sauce and like wilted jalapenos on a bun that clearly oozes the second you take a lukewarm bite. <laughs> I'm not loving it. No. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah, that's why you have to eat at Kenny Rogers Roasters. <laughs> Teacher says <laughs> the red album should be five discs and the blue album should be six. Should be 11 albums. <laughs> hey, George Martin, how would you make a five album blue album? <laughs> Uh, all right, okay, all right. so what what's yours? How do we differ? What do you what do you end with? What do you do? Well, so mine, I, I didn't do the medley. I just kept that off. Okay. I said we have enough Abbey Road on there. To be quite honest, what? Oh yeah, man. Something you've got like yeah, four, four songs. Abbey Road so you're right, song, right? Yeah, you're man. right. That's enough to me. I don't know. Um, so okay, similar. I was thinking the same thing with George. Inner Light. Inner Light. Oh, makes I it. wish I'd done. I love Inner Light right? so much. I only chose Within You Without You because of the importance of its place in Pepper. Otherwise, Inner Light, you know, is my favorite Indian George song. Yeah. And that's why I thought, like, oh, cool, put some Indian George on here. Uh, then we get Hey Bulldog. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Fuck you, right? <laughs> I was like, how'd you leave that one off? I'm mad at myself. Well, because, okay, what, what John would I take off? I wouldn't kick off Dear Prudence. I wouldn't kick off Julia. Okay. There you go. I also do have four white album songs to add to this because i agree with you wholeheartedly white album underrepresented on blue album uh so i chose happiness is a warm gun that's where it gets into a little bit of my favorite but uh, to me that song it's just so i don't know it's such a fucking great song i love that song you love it it's a great song it belongs on here yeah to me it works to me it works i did consider julia but i didn't because i put blackbird on there to me, like Blackbird and Julia were very similar, and I just had to pick one. So I picked Blackbird. I picked Birthday because uh, you know I went to Showbiz Pizza Place. That's where that's that's what that song's <laughs> all about. The Rock of Fire Explosion, which we both bought seven inches <laughs> with different B sides. With different B sides of. <laughs> You got the drummer's B-side. I got Billy Bob's B-side. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> so, to, so to speak. 
or pop speak as we say here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Helter Skelter. I put. I had to. I too had to put Helter Skelter on there. Stereo. We both have stereo. The stereo. Yeah, I want to hear. I, I got blisters on my fingers. I got to have that come back. I got blisters on my fingers. And then I put two of us on there for a little more. Let it be. I considered, I've got a feeling, I considered Golden Slumbers Carry That Way at the end. I really did. And I did consider Julia. Um, but yeah, those were my seven songs I added to the Blue album. Uh, again, mine are peppered in uh, chronologically. I think both our lists are great. Yeah, man. I'd listen to those records. Untitled Beatles Podcast Exclusive. Exclusive. Get moist. I made an EP, Tony. <laughs> and the EPs, the bonus EP is called 1982 to 2023. And side A is the first remixed by Casey Baker digital issue of the Beatles movie medley. <laughs> And then the second track is Free as a Bird. Then you flip it over, and it's Real Love, and Now and Then. That's how Now and Then makes its debut. As an EP only in the deluxe reissue. Like as a seven inch inside yes. the record, right? Yeah, uh-huh. that's so great. Like Paul did with uh, coming up and yes. later pressings of McCartney too. Only this isn't one sided. This is a, a two sided <laughs> affair <Right>. that has <laughs> <laughs> starts with a movie medley. Got to get it back in print. Now let me ask you this, man: Are they going to start the red and blue expanded editions? Are they going to start those with now and then? Because didn't Anthology start with Free as a Bird and uh, Real Love on 1 and 2? Yes, but they did those specifically as selling points. So they could label hype stickers that say includes the the first new Beatles song since 1970. For some reason, I thought Now and Then was going to be a part of uh, the Air and Water Show. (laughs) The, the, uh, the, The Red and Blue albums. I thought Now and Then, for some reason was was going to be included in these uh, red and blue things. What do you think? Is that am I is that in, just in my brain or is that happening? Well, I hadn't thought of that, but that's why I threw the EP in because when you think of seminal look, one of the weird cool things that the Beatles did when they reissued all the 45s a couple years ago was include a double A-sided single of Free as a Bird and Real Love, which was oh, right. a reminder that in the Beatles camp, these songs are kind of canon. They're not just a one-off. That, to me, reeked of, we're only going to do all the official UK releases, and part of that is Free as a Bird, but we're not going to put Christmas Time is Here Again on the B-side. Instead, (laughs) we're going to give you real love. (laughs) Right, right. And then now, the other question is, if you include Now and Then, is it (laughs) the Beatles' 1967 to 70, comma, 
2023. <laughs> well, that's why my EP is 1982 to 2023. <laughs> there you go. Right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and the cover is all the Beatles in the early 80s. And I mean, sadly, one of John's last shots from 80. But yeah, so it's it's that kind of as if they superimposed over the uh, Angus McBean burger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now with extra cheesy nacho sauce. And think about it, Tony, you're a burger guy. Sure. Which you can't bite into a McDonald's burger dripping in nacho cheese. without. It's basically <laughs> ballpark nachos on a quarter pounder. And I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah, get your baseball cheese out of my McDonald's. McDonald's beef. <laughs> Get your McDonald's beef out of my baseball cheese. <laughs> Two great yeah. tastes that taste great together. And tons and tons of cheese goes blub, blub, blub. Did you consider Cry for a Shadow? <laughs> or 12 well, Bar? I, I considered crying for Tony. <sighs> <laughs> 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 Meehan, I'm holding a Shadows 45. I considered crying for Tony Meehan, London-born drummer of The Shadows. <laughs> That's fluid enough, right? <laughs> so, Tony, tell me, what? this is now a three-album set. How does it look? In your mind, what will the record look like? I know that's a good question. I mean, I think it'll just have to be the same. Yeah, I, I don't know. It'll it'll be the same, right? They're going to use the same Angus McBean pictures. You know, I made that joke that we need some kind of mid-period picture in there. Maybe if they're going to split this up, if it's going to even be split up, who knows? They might put out a, a, a what is it, a six-album thing? You know, as opposed to a five-album thing, they might. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we really don't know. But I'm excited to hear whatever these mixes are. What's interesting about that, Tony, a lot of people forget, I feel like this slipped under the radar, but I want to say in 2015, Giles Martin did remix Beatles 1. It wasn't with the same kind of technology right. that's being used by... Um, Peter Jackson? Peter Jackson, yeah. I mean, that it predates that, but there's remixed Beatles hits on the, the Beatles 1 that has been in stores since 2015. They sound lovely. They don't sound that much different to me. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But it it's it it should be noted that Beatles One since twenty fifteen is available in remix form. And another thing, Tony, I know we'll talk about this when blue and red are reissued. But did you know that the vinyl of red and blue that came out some years ago are cut from the original analog masters? They're not cut from digital masters, whereas oh, that's cool. all of the Beatles stereo vinyl that was commercially available in 2012 is cut from the digital masters. It's interesting that when red and blue were reissued on vinyl for the first time, since I think the late eighties that they went to the original masters, not the digital as a, as a bit of an audiophile, do you have any thoughts on the why and the reasoning? I guess, you know, it's, I guess what analog is the original source. Therefore, you know, it gives it the idea that it's more authentic, even though the digital master, you don't lose any generation of, quality going digital in, in theory there shouldn't be a noticeable difference in theory you know right but yeah i think it's just like kind of an authenticity thing that's what i think i could be wrong i don't know if i'm that much of an audiophile but you know i notice you know we we have ears and we like using them so i'm a, i'm 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 a casual audiophile well 
I tell teenagers they're nothing if they don't test their audio systems with Steely Dan's Asia. <laughs> See, I use Toto's Africa, and now we have a world war on our I think hands. they have some of the same players on both albums. Yeah. Actually, as big of a Dan fan as I am, Asia's probably not in my... It's definitely not my top three favorite Silly Dan records. doesn't matter. You're testing the stereo out. Right. Exactly. I don't know how good the speakers are until I hear home at last. Yeah. I hate this song, but it tests my speakers out. This song sucks. I, You know... I love my stereo, but I hate the song so much. I threw a tomato at the speaker. Now i got to get new speakers. <laughs> you drink your big black cow and get out of here. Drink your big black cow and get out of here. Well, dude, I am totally uh, stoked to see how this uh, shakes out. And uh, yeah, we'll have to tally who was right and who got what right when these things come out. Hopefully soon. Maybe even by the time this thing is aired. Who knows, man? Yeah, it's almost that time of year where the Beatles announce new product and Apple announces new product and kids are back in school and nobody can fucking afford eggs or milk anymore. I'm over all of it. Bye. Okay, bye. Thank you. Untitled Beatles podcast. Like and subscribe. Yeah, I figured that we met. I know just by reading but no walk. Remember that one, um, you can radiate everything you are, you can penetrate anywhere you go. Yeah. Syndicated. That was just having fun with words. And you weren't thinking of anyone in particular when you were singing all of it. How could I be? How could I be thinking of you, man?